Welcome to Digging In, where we provide a front row seat to politics in New Hampshire. I'm State Representative Anita Burrows. I'm here to bring you the inside track on the people and politics that are shaping our state. And I'm speaking with former New Hampshire State Senator Gene Deitch, who is the founder of Granite State Matters. This is an organization which was founded to make the public aware of the growth of extremist political activity in New Hampshire and to create a pro-democracy news source. We will be discussing the Free State Movement in New Hampshire and the impact that this group is having in the Granite State. I'm here with Gene Deitch this morning. I want to welcome Gene to Digging In. And today we're going to... We're we're going to be talking about um, Granite State Matters, which is an organization that Gene founded. And we're also going to be talking about the Free State Project, because I don't think enough of us know about what's really going on with the Free Staters. And um, before we start, I got this book from Amazon that was written by Granite State Matters. It's called New Hampshire, Battleground in the Fight to Dismantle Democracy. It's 45 pages. Being in the legislature, I thought I knew what I needed to know about the Free Staters. But this book is awesome. It's concise, and it'll scare the pants off of you, which is kind of what we want to do today um, for, for, for good reasons. So Jean, uh, Jean Deesh is a, a one-term senator from, she was in office from 2018. And I believe you said you wanted to out Andy Sanborn. And when you said that, I didn't realize it was the Andy Sanborn who's now in a heap of trouble for the casinos <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> and for taking COVID money to buy Ferraris and all kinds of other nice stuff. Exactly. So I get that. And I applaud you for that. We should note that Andy Sanborn has not been convicted of a crime. However, he was suspended from holding a casino license and ordered to sell his casino within six months. Let's start with um, why you started Granite State Matters after you left the Senate. Well, I after I uh, you know lost the election, I was kind of like the same reasons that caused me to run caused me to start researching why is our state you know being taken over the way it is and turning into something different than it was when I moved here, when it was attracting young people and, you know, was a center of technology and so forth. So I started researching and it was like finding a loose tile in your shower. You know, you, you pull one off and then you pull another off and it all starts falling because the wall behind it is rotten. And, and so I was amazed to learn that the free staters we're running the New Hampshire House. And yes, I was too. <laughs> it was news to me. <laughs> and they founded uh, the Republican Liberty Caucus, whose entire mission, this is part of a national effort, but they funded, uh, founded the one in New Hampshire. And the entire mission of the Republican Liberty Caucus is to take over the Republican Party and turn it into a libertarian entity, which they pretty much done. Yeah, I, I, I just want to take a step back and and just lay the foundation for what happened. And just very briefly, there's an academic by the name of Jason Sorens. A lot of us know him. In 2021, he put together, I would call it a manifesto for the Free State Project. And it was a call for people to move to New Hampshire to create this libertarian oasis. And when I first heard about it, I thought, yeah, right, this is really going to work. But son of a gun, it really did. They got 20,000 people to sign up and uh, to come to New Hampshire, although that hasn't materialized. It's probably closer to 6,000. They've done a darn good job of taking over 
positions in in towns and cities. And now the legislature and our majority leader um, is Jason Osborne, who um, is, is both one of the free from staters. Ohio, by the way. Okay, <laughs> and yeah. I am also. <laughs> We don't we don't hold that against you, um, and I don't hold that against Jason Osborne. But it is it is kind of shocking that he has come to power. I think in part because of the amount of donations he gave to other candidates. You know, this is the reason that you established Granite State Matters. So why don't you talk a little bit about that? Exactly. Well, so you know, what do we do? Well, we, I have a monthly newsletter. We've got a uh, you know, it's got a few thousand followers. Facebook group with a. 1300. And what we did, we work with Kent Street and other organizations, but we have, last 2022, we sent out 104,000 postcards and uh, put up all hundreds of road signs uh, against extremists. And, and it worked, as you know, the Free Staters Liberty Alliance lost their majority. And in fact, the Democrats are almost even in the House yep. now, right? Yep. Yep. It changes every day. <laughs> it does change. <laughs> yeah. So what are your goals for Granite State Progress? What do you hope to achieve? Well, our goal is to make people aware of what's going on and to make them realize what they can do about it. Making people aware of what the Free State Project is and what they're doing. I didn't uh, mention that they're being aided by the Koch brothers. Uh, You know, what are a couple of oil barons from Kansas doing in New Hampshire funding Americans for Prosperity in New Hampshire run by free staters. Can you tell me like briefly, what what are the goals of the free staters in New Hampshire? What are they hoping to accomplish? Well, the free staters would like basically to close down most of the government. They would like to close the Department of the uh, Environmental Protection, Health and Human Services, Department of Education, and certainly drug enforcement, because they think all drugs should be legal. So it's, it, I think it's crucial that people understand that the Free State Project considers democracy to be a soft form of communism, okay? In a democracy, as you know, the majority passes laws and budgets and everybody has to obey the laws and obey, right? The free staters and the libertarians in the Koch organization and the other billionaires, they're fighting this core idea of democracy that um, there are laws and everybody has to obey them. And uh, there are budgets and everybody has to help pay for them. So the uh, free staters and the billionaires um, believe everything should be privately owned and nothing should be illegal unless you're physically harming somebody else or stealing from them. So in a libertarian utopia, if a billionaire wants to buy up all the housing in Jackson, and rent it out to visiting New Yorkers by the week, they have the right to do this. If your neighbor wants to open a fentanyl lab next door, they can do that. They don't think there should be any zoning or drug restrictions. And if a big corporation like Weyerhaeuser wants to buy up all the state forests, well, that's better because things should all be privately owned. And if a free stater wants to walk naked down Route 302, well, then it's up to you to just close your eyes if you don't like it. 
That's what libertarian utopia is. And I think unless you kind of think through people, you don't go, what? <laughs> so. Let's let's talk about uh, some of the some of the concrete examples we have of um, free striders trying to muck things up. Gene, let's talk about Croydon. What happened there? Because it was it was awfully it was it was a pretty interesting scenario, and it got a lot of press. Probably right. most people have read about it. I imagine yeah, the, in the New York that, Times, uh, it's been all over. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, as you know, there was a snowstorm. Only a few people came out to vote because everybody assumed the budget would pass. And You're instead, talking about the school budget. The school budget. Yes, yeah. the school district meeting. But instead, uh, they cut it in half. <laughs> they cut, they <laughs> cut the budget in half. They cut the budget in right. half. They were going to fire the teachers and uh, use this Prenda organization that just has basically AIDS running the whole program. Um, Edelblut was all in support of it. Uh, that's the education commissioner, Edelblut. Yeah. But, uh, of course, the, the people were uh, very upset, uh, came back and managed to find a way uh, to change the district outcome and, and get their budget back. And then came Gunstock, right? Gunstock is another interesting story that, again, got a lot of press. And, and I actually personally know some of the players in that. So why don't you tell people about, about Gunstock who don't well, know? Well, you probably know even more about it than I do, because it, somehow in Gunstock, the county uh, ski resort, the people who run the county ski resort are um, appointed or? Well, they're co- the commissioners in Belknap County, because it's a state institution, were involved in running the organization. And they basically decided, we want this thing privatized. This, the state shouldn't be running it. And they, they basically started putting their fingers in it. And the people the, the people who were working for Gunstock, the, the resort, said, the heck with this, we're out of here. Yeah. And so the place closed down and the town and the, the county people were just up in arms because it was a big resort area, recreational area for them, not only and for it skiing. brought all the tourists and right. all the people who right. had been bringing their family there for years all over the Northeast. That's were, correct. We're reading about this in the, in the Globe and the Times and so forth. And they're going, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. So well, that's when the people of Belknap County said enough of this, and they organized a bipartisan group to to stop this stuff. Yeah, and I, I want to say for for people who want to check out what they've done, it's um, citizensforbelknapcounty.org, which is spelled B-E-L-K-N-A-P.org. They did an amazing job. They did a voter's guide, which I thought was tremendous. And what they did was say to the voters, look, we're not going to tell you to vote Dem, Republican, Independent. We're just going to tell you who we think moderate people are on every side of the aisle that we think would be good candidates. And here's the reasons we don't think that you should vote for some of these extremists. And they, they gave very specific examples. And they were incredibly successful. And they got six free staters out of, of our legislature, which was huge. And that is exactly what the mission of Granite State Matters is for the entire state. Only we are not a political organization, uh, so we don't promote specific candidates. Right, right. What we do is provide information about people who have records of being extremists, whether they are in office or running for office. We have a list of over 500 extremists running in the state. 
Wow, that's amazing. And and just so you know, the Belknap County Group is being very helpful in helping other counties to do what they have done. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see how that plays out um, in twenty in the twenty twenty four election. So I'm going around the state, uh, you know, talking about the book, and uh, we we sh- we are working together. Okay, so so Jean, one question that I have is is how is the Free State Project working with the Republican Party in New Hampshire? How does that work? Well, this probably uh, makes a lot more sense if, if we go way back. And that is when the Libertarian Party began, you know, Free Staters or Libertarians. Uh, in 1971, oil barons uh, Charles and David Koch were some of the early leaders, and they actually ran David Koch for vice president. I did, actually didn't know that. I did not know that. <laughs> in 1980. Yeah. 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 And if you read the 1980 party platform, it's like, oh my gosh, this is the Republican platform of today. They, they want to close the Department of Environmental Protection, the IRS, the Department of Labor, the public schools, the Social Security, Medicare, da, 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 da. All the agencies that were giving their oil companies a hard time or, you know, costing them money. Well, the voters at that time thought they were crazy. Like 1% of the people voted for them despite you know, their millions. And so the Cokes, they're engineers, okay? And they decided that they should put together an engineering project to make it a long-term plan, okay? Which is, it's kind of interesting. They went to MIT engineering school with John Sununu Sr. By interesting, the way. All it all there, ties together, doesn't all it? All in there together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, but you know, this plan takes decades, and you can understand why a young college student like Jason Sorens, you know, he became very impatient. You know, oh, come on, we're not going to take decades. We want everybody to move to one state and create a libertarian utopia. So he went to the Cokes and other, not just Cokes, but a whole bunch of wealthy people and talked up this free state project and said, this will be a wedge to transform the rest of the United States. And so that's that's sort of how they got into New Hampshire. But the fellow Tim Condon, the free state town Grafton guy, um, he started the Republican Liberty Caucus of New Hampshire after he'd already started the same thing in Florida. And he's the one whose mission was to transform the Republican Party. Sorens, interestingly enough, actually thinks Democrats should be libertarians too. Wow. He doesn't understand why Democrats don't want to. Be I don't think that's. I, I don't think that's going to happen. I'm not going to be changing my party anytime <laughs> soon, or my or my uh, affiliation. You know, one thing, Gene. One thing that really fascinated me was I didn't know much about it. Is Alec, um, which is the uh, American Legislative Council Exchange, and I did not realize that they basically crank out templates for states to use in the House. And our own Ken Weiler, who is the head of the House Finance One Committee, is the chair, the New Hampshire chair of ALEC, which really is scary. Is it, is it not? I mean, it scares me. I had no idea. Yeah, I was surprised to go to the ALEC website and mm-hmm. look up New Hampshire and there they were. Right, right, right. Yeah, and and, and the other thing that, that, you know, I think that they help guide him when people turned out against the education voucher bill where people could homeschool their kids and or to religious or private schools and get a voucher for it with taxpayer money and it looked like it, it wasn't going to fly, they stuffed it into the budget. 
So that, which is under Ken Weiler's purview, right? That's right. That's but yeah. it was, but but I've never seen it done quite that way. And of course, the the it gave Sununu the excuse to say, "Well, I'm not going to veto the budget. I can't do that." So they snuck in all these uh, policy things that normally don't belong in a budget. So Alec is 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 very powerful and a scary thing. Yeah, and the House has tried. Well, the legislature has tried repeatedly to force uh, these bills to people to tell when they're using an ALEC template to create a bill, but uh, it's never passed. Right, right. I think an entry-level researcher could probably figure that out and let people know. So one thing I want to ask is, do you think that the rise of Trump has impacted extremism in New Hampshire? I mean, is it helping it to blossom, and particularly with the dissemination of hate towards the LBGTQ plus community? Well, uh, you know, what we've got now is a coalition of evil. <laughs> is that a way to do it? So we've got the, the free staters, we've got the, the Koch plutocrats, uh, and then Trump, of course, has made uh, it okay to hate. And of course, the, the COVID and fight against um, vaccinations and so forth right, has just right. made everything froth. So that Trump has taken advantage of all this, he wants also, like the libertarians, to dismantle democracy. <laughs> the only thing is he wants to make himself a dictator after yeah, he does yeah. But just for one day. Let's be clear. Just for one day. Uh, no, I, I think people <laughs> misinterpret that. No, I, 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 I'm, I'm joking. From I, day one. No, no, I, 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 I heard that. <laughs> Believe me, I'm scared. Uh, I shouldn't but, be laughing. Um, it is scary. Yeah, he's made it quite clear. Yeah. But anyway, I think uh, because Trump made it socially acceptable and with January 6th and so forth, I mean, the hate groups have grown. As you well know, the attorney general has expanded uh, the department that's in charge of watching these people. And we've got the Proud Boys in New Hampshire, the Oath Keepers, Constitution Party of New Hampshire, which is uh, affiliated with the former John or the John Birch Society. We have the NSC-131, uh, and those are just a few of them. And they're all working to tear apart democracy. And their goal, of course, is to bring Trump to power. Right. There's another group uh, that Trump's using that have a different mindset, and those are the theocrats, the evangelicals who believe yes. that yes. their version of Christianity should rule society. That, you know, a good segue to that, Gene, is talking about Frank Edelblatt. Indeed. <laughs> you know, for those who don't know, Frank Edelblatt is the commissioner of education, came in with uh, zero experience in, in working in the education field. And it seems that the reason that that our governor Sununu appointed him is that Edelblatt came within 900 votes of defeating him in a primary. And I think Sununu saw this as a way to neutralize Frank Edelblatt. And I think Frank, if I, if I can be so bold as to call him by his first name, has done a heck of a lot to help undermine public education in New Hampshire, particularly with the education freedom accounts, the voucher system. Well, he's he's attacked teachers. He's made it riskier and, and he's made teachers feel beleaguered. And he, he insults public educators. Right. The vouchers are one part of it. Um, he has a master's in divinity, and he's on the board of the theocratic Patrick Henry College of Virginia. And Patrick Henry uh, 
has been an important lobbyist in gaining public funding for religious schools, which of course is what's happening in New Hampshire. It's the primary result of uh, the voucher program. Yeah, and I'm sure you're aware of this, Jean, but close to home for me in Carroll County, there was a sale of a historic courthouse in Ossipee, which was sold for $1 with very little effort done to find other night profits who might who might want the building, had an assessed value, I think, of $220,000, $1, and it went to a, a charter school with a religious tie to Hillsdale College, which- It's a whole nother subject. We could do a whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I, I guess I, I, go, I go to that because it just, I, I'm infuriated at myself and the rest of us on the delegation for not doing more, but that's a whole other ball of wax. So, yeah, um, you know, Edelblut's kids went to Hillsdale. Yes, so, yes, yes. So did the New Hampshire majority leader Osborne. Well, let's let's talk about let's talk about a little bit uh, briefly about the upcoming 2024 session, and just to, I'm going to talk just about a couple of the crazy bills that we're seeing. There's not enough time. At, in nine segments or 10 segments to go through all the crazy bills that have been filed. But the bill to succeed from the union is back, which I couldn't be more pleased about. I mean, come on, um, that'll be just, that. that's really something. Um, that's from Representative Jason Gerhardt. So um, kudos to Jason for doing that. There is a bill, as you alluded to before, a bill to enable New Hampshire to ignore the rules of the Environmental Protection Authority, because why do we need rules? Why can't we just do whatever we want with the environment? You know, it's our our, our life. Or why can't the Koch brothers and Eversource and uh, the people with money do whatever they want with the environment? Yeah, of course. We understand when there are no laws and private property rules, the people with the most money uh, do whatever they please. The rest of the right. people do right. not. I mean, it is just so, so, so crazy. Another one would allow the selling of human blood and body parts. Um, yep. And I, I said this before, if your grandma and grandpa are alive, keep them safe and, and stay close in touch with your pets. That's all I have to say. Cause if this goes forward, who knows where this could end? My dog is not going out without supervision um, until this thing is over. And the other one, my, 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 I mean, this one is not funny, but um, it's the 15 day abortion bill. And, and the reason that it's somewhat humorous is that most women don't even know that they're pregnant after 15 days. Um, in, in fact, a lot of women haven't even decided whether or not they want to have sex after 15 days. It's just craziness. And then uh, the part of the bill is that a physician could be prosecuted and, and fined $10,000 to $100,000 if they violate this. I mean, how does this work if we don't know that a, a woman's pregnant. And the people, uh, I will say, the people who wrote this bill did zero homework. They know nothing about reproduction and about, about the gestation of a fetus. Um, and shame on them. I mean, for at least do your homework. You could have at least gone to artificial intelligence and done a little research. <laughs> so, well, the, the one I, I, that gets me the most, though, is, and that shows what free staters think is the bill to sunset all legislative acts. Oh, that love that like, one. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, let's get rid of every yeah. bill that and, and that's that's the goal of the free staters. Yeah. Gene, yeah. so we have we have the election is creeping up very fast for 2024. And uh, we know it's it's gonna be an interesting time. So what are, what are Granite State Matters plans for for coming up before the election and and beyond? Well we want to remind voters that they do have an opportunity to stop this. 
even though we've been talking about the power of the FSP and the extremist groups and so forth, they're a tiny fraction of New Hampshire's 900,000 voters, 50,000 at the very most. And so we'll be working to make people aware that they can and must do something about this. The thing is that it must be like the Belknap group. You've got to get traditional Republicans, independents, traditional Democrats, and the, the most progressive Democrats, all on board in favor of democracy. And they need to understand that our options are not small government versus large government. That's not what its issue here. The options are a lawless libertarian utopia, a Trump dictatorship, or a democracy. And as Winston Churchill supposedly said, democracy is the worst form of government except for all the rest. Right, right. And I, I, I totally agree with you that the, the way in New Hampshire that we're going to navigate through this is through bipartisan coalitions. And I think, again, going back to Belknap County citizens, I think that is the way to go. So um, I think we'll end on that. Jean, I want to thank you so much for being here today. It's been a great conversation. Again, I forgot to mention um, in the book, if you want to know where to get this book that I mentioned previously, it's New Hampshire Battleground in the Fight to Dismantle Democracy. I got it on on um, Amazon for four bucks. It's the best four bucks you'll spend uh, this year. Jean, thank you so much. I appreciate your being here. Thank you very much. And okay. if you go to granitestatematters.org, you actually can download the contents for free. There you go. I could have saved four bucks, so I appreciate <laughs> that. You can download this book by going to www.granitestatematters.org. Digging In is proud to announce that this week's New Hampshire Putts of the Week Award goes to those legislators from both sides of the aisle who write bills that don't belong in the New Hampshire State House or who come to committees to present bills utterly unprepared. In the unprepared category, I will cite a bill requiring an extensive parental consent process for circumcision. I will have mercy and I will not mention the legislator's name who presented this bill to the Health and Human Services Committee. I was testifying against the bill and cited several mainstream healthcare organizations that provided evidence that there were healthcare benefits to circumcision. The sponsor of the bill spoke before me, and I look forward to hearing who he would cite from the medical community to support his position against circumcision. Which major organizations would he mention, and what would be the source of any data that he might have collected? My mouth nearly dropped to the floor when he testified the names of three significant forces in pediatric medical care, Howard Stern, Penn and Teller, and the late George Carlin. Yes, you heard me right. George Carlin was quoted as saying, I also survived circumcision, a barbaric practice designed to remind you as early as possible that your genitals are not your own. And Penn and Teller have deemed circumcision to be BS. I immediately wished that I had not cited bona fide medical organizations in my testimony and wished I had a few circumcision jokes in my pocket. It would have been handy to have these in my back pocket. What do you call a cheap circumcision? A ripoff. Or people say that circumcision doesn't hurt, but I disagree. I was circumcised when I was born and I couldn't walk for over a year. Another favorite lawmaker malpractice is when a representative presents testimony in favor of a new law only to find out that it's already in statute. Others that are just plain old cringeworthy. 
That would include a bill this year to allow a temporary license for emergency medical providers while awaiting the results of a criminal background check. I guess this legislator was not familiar with the story of Harold Shipman, a.k.a. Dr. Death, who killed over 200 people. Why on earth would we want to know this before hiring someone with his record? And FYI, it's usually a good idea to look closely at a bill that only one person sponsored, which was the case in this situation. Then there was a bill that would have repealed the physical fitness requirement for law enforcement officers. Heck yes! Let's promote the hiring of police and other public safety officers who have been doing nothing but eating bonbons and Kentucky Fried Chicken for the past five years. Great idea. A professor at UNH Law School recently stated that approximately one-third of the bills presented by state legislators every year are garbage. I agree with this estimation and would like to see a screening committee give feedback to overzealous legislators wanting to make their mark in the statehouse. Let them find out before a committee hearing, which is on camera, that their bill belongs in the circular file. But today, we honor those state lawmakers who have qualified for the New Hampshire Putts of the Week Award by putting forth really crummy bills. Thank you for listening to Digging In. I want to thank Dean Deach of Granite State Matters for speaking with me. For my next episode, I will be joined by State Representative David Page of Conway and Ariel Warden, Policy and Strategy Manager for the COAS Coalition for Young Children and Families. We will be discussing the challenges of finding solutions to quality daycare in New Hampshire. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Digging In wherever you get your podcasts. I would also appreciate if you could spread the word about this podcast to your friends and on social media. Yeah.